Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, I'm so glad you're joining us tonight. Amen. We got two powerful nights. Amen. Tonight and tomorrow night, online only, we're going to be sharing the service with you guys because I wanted to have a soul summit. You say, what's a soul summit? I started thinking about, it's a summit. This is what I thought of. You ever watch Soul Train? I used to watch Soul Train. You ever watch Soul Train? Soul Train was good, wasn't it? Remember it was like, what was that, Don Cornelius or something like that? Soul Train, amen. We have to train our soul on how to respond to what's happened to us spiritually. That's what the next two nights are going to be about. And then I'm going to carry this message into Sunday. We're in the week of breakthrough. Praise be the Lord, amen. We're coming up. And it's getting right upon us, man. We, we've been praying, we've been fasting, we've been seeking God, and this is Breakthrough Weekend. So we're going to go Wednesday, Thursday, and right into the weekend, we are going to see supernatural success in your life. But one of the things I wanted to do with you is every month, I'm either going to come to you in, in person, but definitely online. We're going to have our, our Art of Love conference next month, and then we're going to have a summit within the building, and we're going to be doing that. I want to come to you with extensive teaching to take your life to another level. And this week, we are talking about transforming your soul because of what the Spirit of God has given you. So the next two nights, so thank you for sharing. It's like a normal Wednesday night, but a little bit more because I want you to get ready because I'm going to say something in the next... And I don't know, you know, I was really sensitive to this. It might actually be like we come back and talk about this in February. I don't know. I'm going to be led to the Lord. But this is one of the most important subjects. You know, every year as we get ready to go into 21 days of transformation, it seems like November, December, God starts speaking to me about what we need to be talking about the first quarter of the year. And God just blew me out of the water with explaining that you don't have a spirit problem in your life at all. You got a soul problem, a mind, a will, and emotions. Romans 12, 1 and 2, renewing the mind. There's a lot of stuff we're going to cover. There's a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. So I want you to get prepared. Get a pen, get a piece of paper, take out your phone, take some notes. Stop what you're doing if you're walking around. You know what I mean? Just really prepare to hear from heaven because I know God wants to bless your life. Amen? So praise the Lord. I'm telling you. I think the next two nights, the content, and then right into Sunday, we're going to be talking all along these lines because your soul needs to transform because your spirit is already perfect. And that's where the battle of the fall of man came in, you know, and it's a lot of stuff we're going to cover. So I just want you to be excited, get ready, and you know what? You could always go back and podcast it, listen to it again. You could watch it all over again, and you could do what you need to do. But thank you for sharing, and share right now. Take out your device, click it, share it, send it, like it, get it out there because sharing is caring and we're helping people. Amen. How many excited about sowing some seed? Glory be to God. You know, we've been talking about first fruit offering and we're continuing along that. I like what um, the book of Romans says. It's kind of funny. I'm kind of throwing your curveball already. Romans 11:16 kind of goes along with the Proverbs scripture we're going to use. And how do I give my first fruit offering? Because that's what we're going to be talking about um, Sunday, of course. And tonight we're giving, we're tithing. These are special meetings where your tithes, your offerings go. And you know that. It, it, if, if, this is what it says here in Romans 11. I love this scripture. This scripture 
It's funny, I went somewhere and there was a, a plaque, I don't want to mention who, but where, what, but it was funny, some of you know already, but this scripture was there. It was Romans eleven sixteen, and you want to know what? I never really noticed that scripture, but I seen it on a plaque, and it says, for if the first fruit be holy, then the lump also is holy, and if the root be holy, so are the branches. So somebody has, it was funny, I seen this picture, it was a frame, and it was a, a piece of, there was money on the frame, and a, a sliver of the money was broken off, but it was still there. So does that, you kind of get the concept? So $100 bill, right? But a quarter of it is ripped and separated, so there's a gap. And this scripture was on there, Romans eleven sixteen, fixed in my mind forever. I'm talking about it today, right? And I said, what is that? And I read the scripture. So I didn't know, it, the scripture wasn't there. It just said Romans eleven sixteen. So I looked it up on my phone real quick. For if the what? The first fruit be holy, then the whole lump is holy. Everything is holy. So what I'm saying is, whatever you decide to say, God, I'm gonna give you a first fruit of, everything that's connected to that is blessed. That's the same thing. So say you said, hey, God, I'm gonna give you $1,000, right, or whatever. Whatever you decide to sow, I'm gonna give God $100, I'm gonna give God a million dollars, whatever it is. The moment you make that movement towards giving God your first fruit and starting your seed going forward, God goes, that's blessed, but then the harvest is blessed before it even comes in. Because if a piece of it's holy, the whole thing's holy. Isn't that good? It's powerful. Helps you see how much God wants to bless you. So now look at the scripture. I love this because, you know, we're going to use that Proverbs one because that's what we were talking about. But isn't that so good? So you understand this, that what does, it, what does it look like? How do I determine how much and when? What is my first fruit offering supposed to look like? It's going to look different for every person in this building because everybody's in a different season. Isn't that good? Like some of you are at the season where like, yeah, this thing's going to be a sacrifice. It's going to be a sacrifice over and above what you usually do. You know what I mean? But for some people, it's going to be a first step towards transforming your future. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we got to understand. Like to everybody in this room, it means a different thing. And that's the most important thing is obedience. And that's why I talk about it. You know, this is what it's going to look like different. But here's a few steps. Pray, prepare, and prioritize. That is so powerful. Pray about it, Right? Prepare for it and prioritize your gift. Because we're coming in this weekend. We're going to sow tonight. But we're coming in this weekend with our first fruit, laying on the altar and going, God, I listened, I heard, I obeyed, and I moved. So that's the biggest thing we can do. And guess what, man? All you're accountable for with God is what he asks you to do. And let me tell you another thing about God. How hard is it to go, okay, God, that might be a number I'm not used to, but I got a piece of it to start it. And I'm going to be faithful to start it. And let me prove you and see if you can't do it. Because that's what the Bible says. Because I know sometimes it's not easy to just come up with this stuff. One you got to remember is this. This is a big one too. I love this, right? Look at this. Proverbs 3 and 9. This is such a good scripture. Honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruit of all your crops. You see it right there? We see this term. God instructed the Israelites to give the first of their crops so they could understand the value of God's blessing. Man, God bless you, amen? He wants to take care of you, prosper you, supernaturally abound in your life, give you even more. And you know what? And you talk about this, why? You know, it's about trust. It's about love. 
But then I started asking myself, why do I want this for you guys? You know, because, you know, sometimes I, I really do. I make sure I, I really pray about this stuff. I want you to have security. That's what it comes down to, man. Now, let me explain that. That's a very weird word. Well, I'm trusting in God. I, I know, but here's the thing. When you trust in God, God gives you security. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, you got, sometimes financial pressure is one of the greatest pressures you need, and God wants to eradicate that. So as you trust God with your finances, he gives you security in the earth to know that no matter what you face, God's going to be there to help you overcome it. Ain't that good? Because how many people got money pressure, right? Most people in the room's got money pressure. But guess what? Your money pressure is going out the door. And then somebody else is in a season where like, I don't have any money pressure. Well, then you're going to be sowing at a level beyond what you've ever sown so you could create what? A stretch of faith to produce your harvest. Amen? Four powerful ways we give here at Relevant. You know what they are. They're all on the screen. Hallelujah. I appreciate your faithfulness. You could text to give 386-968-113 right there. You could cash app, dollar sign, Relevant FL. And, of course, you can go to relevantfl.org slash giving. It's on the screen. Let me pray over your seed, and let me pray over you hearing clear. Amen? Because some of you said, Pastor Chris, I haven't heard what to do yet. Well, you're going to hear and when you hear, you're going to obey, because that's what God does. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you for this seed being sown today. We thank you for these people bringing offerings, bringing their tithe, and we're just doing a little more teaching about first fruit, because we want to honor you with our seed, and so you can honor us with supply. We thank you, Father, that a piece of what we have is holy, so then the whole part is holy. Thank you for blessing and keeping each and every one of us and supernaturally abounding in every area of our life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Glory to God. We are so thank you for your faithful giving. It means a lot for the kingdom. Amen. So what do I want to talk to you about specifically? Well, specifically, I want to talk to you these next two nights about developing and really breaking through the soul barrier, okay? Now, we're gonna go slow, take our time, and we're gonna look at this, this is very important, because what you're gonna see, I wanna give you like a, a well-balanced teaching. So in Ephesians 1-3, we'll start there. In Ephesians 1-3, we're gonna start there. And, and I want you to see how um, strong God has placed the in him reality within you and me. That's one of the greatest revelations you can get. Who I am in Christ, what I have in Christ, what I can do in Christ. You know, Brother Higgins got that book, that in him book. It's like, a, we got it in a bookstore. You should get it. Start meditating in those scriptures. Who am I? Well, who, what do I have? I'm in Christ, you know, in Christ realities, we call them. Very important to renew your mind. Now look what it says in Ephesians 1 and 3. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? Who hath blessed us? Now stop right there. What's that mean, blessed? He's empowered me and you to prosper. That's what the word blessed means. I'm empowered to prosper in every area of my life, okay? Now when you say the word prosper, a lot of people, you know, think like, is that prosperity? Well, no, it's more than prosperity, he wants you to overcome in every area of your life. Beloved, above all things, I wishest thou prosper even as thy soul prospers. See the word? He prospered. What's that mean? It has a prosperity connection, 
but he wants you to prosper in every area of your life, not just your finances, right? But when you hear prosper, what do you think? Prosperity. No, it's more than prosperity. It's a total life makeover, okay, who hath totally empowered us with all spiritual blessings. Now, you've heard me say this a hundred times because you know where I'm going next. I'm going to go to Colossians 127 in a minute, but this is important. Who hath blessed us, what? With all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now, I want you to get this. Now, hath is past tense, which means he has already given you everything you need spiritually for your life forever. Okay? In, it says, though, it says where? It says, blessed us with all spiritual blessings where? In, now you got to go slow. I use these quick, and I'm not going to go quick. I got to go, I'm going to go slow because I'm teaching you where this stuff's at. Okay? So he's blessed us with what? Spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So where is these, where is these, Spiritual blessings, where are these heavenly places? They're in Christ. So, right, you're reading it, right? Blessed is what? Spiritual blessings, that's everything you need spiritually. Spiritual empowerments for everything you need, spirit, soul, and body. Right? In heavenly places in Christ. So where are these heavenly places? Colossians 1.27. Now, look when you read Colossians 1.27. Makes sense, right? Because here's what you got to understand. That I have to get an understanding that everything I need, God has already placed within me. And you too. That's the power of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Colossians 1.27 says what? To whom God would make known what is the riches. Now see, sounds wealthy, right? Wit, rich, prosper. It's beyond money. Does that make sense? The fullness, the overflow, the supernounding abounding, the awesomeness of God, the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentile, which we were, is what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, wait a minute. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery. Well, what is this mystery among men? What is this mystery among the Gentiles? What is this mystery for me and you? The mystery is this. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So if Christ is in me, then spiritual blessings are in me and heavenly places are in me. Come on. Now let me explain to you. Heavenly places are the place where peace resides. Heavenly places are where worry can't get in. Now you gotta look at this. It's a two-fold cord, meaning what? Heavenly places are God's presence, spiritual blessings, are God's, say, rewards. You know what I'm saying? So you got spiritual blessings and heavenly places. Heavenly places are what? Life in the heavenlies. It's heaven inside. The kingdom of heaven is within you. And the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. Now, what is he saying there? He's explaining that this kingdom is in you, the kingdom of heaven, and these spiritual blessings are in you, and it might take some violent seasons. Now, what I mean by that, you have, a, you have an, an enemy. That's why you fight the fight of faith. That's trying to, but you have to what? Remain strong in your position of knowing who you are. Now, here's the thing. Okay, so if now heavenly places are in me and spiritual blessings are in me, why does my life sometimes look like I don't have either one of those 
operating in the natural. Okay? So here's what you got to understand. In your spirit. Now, here's where we go to the threefold part of man. I am a spirit, and in my spirit is where heavenly places reside, spiritual blessings reside, the blessing of God resides. Everything spiritually, I am perfect in my spirit. You remember spirit, soul, and body? But I have a mind, I have a will, and I have emotions. This is why we're calling it a soul summit. Because I need to train my soul how to respond to my spirit to produce the spiritual development so I can master the earth. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. My body is almost neutral in the sense that my body kind of goes with the flow. So my body has, now I want you to get this, in your body is where you feel. Feelings are even though they're emotional, and your mind, the will, and the emotion, it touches the earth, your body. Your mind, your will, your soul, this is how the best way to say it. Your body touches the earth, your soul touches your intellect, and your spirit touches God. Okay, you got that? So what you got to do is you got to always realize that, that my body, right? If you took a hammer and smacked your hand, you would feel that. You would be like, oh, man, that hurt, right? That would be a reaction because my body has a place to feel. Well, your emotions has a place to feel. Your spirit has a place to feel. So you have to learn how to uh, kind of like navigate some of these places because if you're not careful, you will start noticing that even though you have these heavenly places, these spiritual blessings, this opportunity to overcome, you will not be dominant by your spirit. Your mind, your, your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions will start to override and overcome what you could do spiritually and what you'll manifest in your body. Now, this is the thing I like to say. Your body is where all this stuff manifests. That's where you live. Now, when you start talking like this, it gets a little bit like, Pastor Chris, how many people are, am I? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, what am I? Am I a triclops or something? I don't even know what that is. You know, like, uh, I don't know. Am I Tyrannosaurus Rex? I, no, you're a human being, guys. But here's, what I, here's where you got to break down. You're a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. I know that sounds almost kind of like, we know that. Yeah, but here's the deal. Then if you know that, why do we let our body and soul dominate our spirit even though we know it's not the real me? And that's where the Apostle Paul says, I keep under my body. Like he talks like he's not his body. He talks like he's not his mind. He talks like he's not a normal being. Well, you're not. You're a supernatural being. So when we start getting into this, what you're going to start seeing is I got to start preparing to understand me, okay? Now, I'm going to give you some of this stuff that I think can really be life-changing. Um, I, I, I think a lot of times... We, we, I don't want to go too fast because I think um, sometimes we lose a little bit of what we need to grasp in the moment. And if you're not careful, man, you, 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 you'd miss it. So look at 3 John 1, 2. Look at 3 John 1, 2. This is the same scripture I was talking about. But I want you to see these, and I need you to write these scriptures down. Meditate in these scriptures. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, there's that word again, prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, I've been reading that scripture for a long time and so have you. It, it, it kind of has a new meaning for me now. Beloved, 
Well, that's God speaking through the word. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, right, and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. So I started asking myself a question. I said, well, that, that didn't make sense for a minute. Because let me explain something. Well, the only way my soul can really prosper is based upon how well I renew it and train it. So is my whole life being affected by how well I'm training my soul? I, without a shadow of a doubt, agree yes. Because your quality of life is only going to be as good as your renewing of your mind. It's the only way to look at it. Because look what it says. Beloved, above all things, I wish that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. So what I've started to look at is, let's not say my soul is not going to prosper on its own. It has to be trained. You see what I'm saying? So for your quality of thing, now let me show you what I mean by this, okay? Now check this out. For your quality of life to get better, you got to renew your mind. See? So like, you're like, I got struggles. Yeah, I know. But if you want to prosper and have a better life, the more you renew your mind and tell your soul what to think, what to say, what to do, how to react, the better quality of life and prosper and health you're going to have because now your soul is trained. So what I'm going to say is this. Give you a lot of stuff. We're going to get into this really good now. Here's the thing. You never had a spirit problem a day in your life. We got soul problems. And we have to train our soul. I'm telling you, man, we have to break the barrier of soul limitation. Because when I, my series on spirit, soul, and body is really good. I'm going to write a book about it. I think next year, this year we're going to do Hope, Your Confident Expectation. I think we're going to do that. And then we're going to do this soul series. We're working on two projects at the same time. It's going to be okay. But I'm telling you, listen to me, man. This soul series is going to be phenomenally impactful because what people don't understand is this, is that the, the spirit is perfect. Your soul is like kind of like the faucet, you know, the valve. And if you don't open your soul, your mind, your will, emotion, the spiritual blockage is there because your unwillingness, and it's seriously like this, or unrenewed, unwilling rejection is in the soul. Okay, because you find that in Genesis, because God, when he had Adam, he took Adam and he put spirit in body. And when spirit came in body, soul was created. Does that make sense? Did you get what I just said? So God blew life into Adam and there was dust. And he said he formed a body out of dust. And when spirit went into body, man became a living soul. You see it? So the only way to get anything from your spirit in your body is through your soul. So the connector is the soul. So if your mind, will, and emotions reject, you can't connect spiritually with what God did, and we're not going to see it manifest in your life. You got to look at that. God, here, I'm going to blow you out of water. God can't do it. God won't do it. God's stuck in not being able to do it. Because you're stuck in a soul, your, your soul's blocked up. I'm telling you. That's why people, because then if not, you got to lean on gifts of the Spirit, and they come in operation as the Spirit of God wills. I don't want to lean on gifts of the Spirit. I know they're there, but that's as the Spirit of God wills. i got to walk by faith. See, write this down. Accept and reject is in the arena of the soul, 
not in the spirit. Your spirit's gung-ho, man. Why do you think you get so excited when you hear the word of God? Remember I used Mark chapter 4 a couple weeks ago, whatever it was, and I said, these are they by the wayside of such immediately as they hear the word of God. They receive it with gladness, but after pressure shows up, they what? They get offended. They quit on the word. Affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake. You, what, what got glad? I'll tell you what got glad. The spirit of God got glad when you heard it. Your spirit gets happy. But the problem is your soul goes, er, how's it going to happen? Er, your emotions go. And now you shut down what God's trying to get to flow. So this is what a lot of us look like. Here's our soul, and the spirit of God's going, let's go. And here comes his word. And instead of going, yeah, we're blocking it because we don't see. So we reject in the arena of the soul. Now let me explain these are the powerful truths. I had to study this thing out for months to get this stuff, man. This stuff is life-changing. Why is it such a fine line? Because in the arena of the heart, okay? Because where did Mark chapter 4 say? When the word of God is sown, it's sown in the heart. See, in the heart of man is where the soul and spirit connect, okay? That's why what one minute you could be speaking the blessings of God, and the next minute you could be cursing man. Because it depends where you yield in the inside. The first Peter three, go look at first Peter three, four. King James is fine. First Peter three, four, hidden man in heart. That's why I'm always using these scriptures. Because I know you can only go beyond what you're trained. But let it not be, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God a great price. What do you mean? A meek and quiet spirit. Who's the hidden man of the heart? That's the real you. So where's the real you? In the heart. Your spirit man. So you see what happens is, where's the heart? Out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. So here's what it is. So you're going in your heart where the soul and spirit connect. If you're not renewed in your mind, you're going to talk like a moron. I'm not trying to be mean, but you know what I'm saying? You're going to talk doubt unbelief, lack, sick, dead, dying, wrong words. That's why Matthew said, either let the tree, what, be good, or the tree be bad, because out of abundance of the mouth, the fruit, you're going to see the tree. That's Matthew. We, we're going to go there. But you see what I'm trying to say? Here's the deal. Where are you leaning? Where are you dipping into the heart? Because in the heart is where the soul and spirit connect. You know that one, right? That's, that's Hebrews 4 and 12. Let them see it. See the, now, you got to write these scriptures down. Uh, Pastor Chris, what is, I'm telling you, you're only as good as you renew your mind. So if your mind's unrenewed, what? here, right, right, this is so good. Never said this before. The unrenewed mind is the rejecter of man. The unrenewed mind is the rejecter of man. If your mind's unrenewed, it's going to be a rejecter. The renewed mind is the acceptor of faith. The renewed mind is the acceptor of faith. The unrenewed mind is the rejecter of man. He can't understand the things of God. They're foolish to him. The natural-minded man. A natural-minded man, even though you're spiritual, is a man that has not renewed his mind to the word of God or the things of God, so he has a rejection as the DNA response automatically. So is my problem spiritual? No. You didn't, the minute you got born again, your spiritual problems were over. Now I have a process of renewing my mind. 
Now look what Hebrews 4 and 12 say. Y'all know this, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder. What? Piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. So what's that mean? Now watch this. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, discern of thoughts and tents in the heart. Real close, man. Real close, right? Connected. What divides it? The word. See it? So the word of God can divide the soul and spirit. Otherwise, they're hard to tell whether they're connected. Well, they, the word of God reveals them. Oh, you, you think... If you're thinking sick, when the word of God shows up and says, by his stripes you're healed, if by his stripes shows up and you still think you're sick, you're showing me you're soulin'. You're soulin', man. You're leaning too far in that day. Well, I don't understand it. I don't care. Just don't be a rejecter. You, you don't have to understand it. you got to be acceptors of truth. If you got sick, well, by, I've, I got symptoms. By his stripes you're healed. Well, I don't, I'd rather go with the symptom, the feel. Guess what? You're a rejecter. That word is revealing where you're leaning. And if you're leaning too soulishly, you got to go, I'm worried. Okay. When the word of God shows up, your worry ain't should subside. When the word of God shows up, you should slip into heavenly places. When the word of God shows up, you should slip into what? Exceeding great and precious promises. By these, that's First Peter, by these you might be a partaker of the nature of God. Well, how in the heaven am I going to become a nature, God kind of person if I'm a rejecter of what God said? Because my soul says, what I see, what I feel, what I, my senses say, it's more real than the word of God. You can't, you done. God can't move in that atmosphere. See what I'm saying? So do we got spirit problems? No, we got soul problems. We got an unrenewed mind. Because the minute we hear the word of God and receive it with gladness, we should stay on that gladness road. Amen? Now, now watch this. You know, I'm going to say something here. It's going to be good. It's going to be good, some good stuff. God can't train your soul. You got to do it. Ain't that good? Look at this. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Mm, you're going to love this one. King James is great. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. That, For which cause we faint not, but though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Who in the heaven is this? When does he talk about outward man, inward man? That's you. The outward man is the body. The inward man is the spirit. The outward man, that's why you're getting older. You're getting grayer. Come on, somebody. You're getting a little saggy in the eyes. Come on, you know what I'm saying? God bless Botox. Hallelujah, I don't know. Right? Come on. Right? No, but you know what I'm saying? For which cause we what? We faint not. But though our outward man is what? perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So the outside shell is what? Perishing. The inside shell should be renewing. But here's what I want you to see. What is he talking about outside man, inside man? He's saying, look, this body on the outside that's touching the earth, it's one man, and there's another man on the inside of you, the inward man, the spirit man, the real you man. Now, they're all the same. You understand? That's why you can't figure out, you know, let me explain to me, man. Anybody try to tell you, well, I can figure out the Trinity. You're crazy. You can't figure out the Trinity. You just got to go with it and know that, well, I'm a threefold being. I, got a, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. And my outward body is falling apart sooner or later. Come on, somebody. Now, I don't say that in a mean way. You're going to be healthy all your life. But you know what I'm saying? You age in. 
You can't stop it. But the inward man needs to be getting renewed day by day. See what I'm saying? Doesn't that give you some validity to go, oh, it makes sense, Pastor. This outward body's touching the earth, feeling the earth, walking in the earth. It gets affected. How many you know your soul, right? Well, look over here. Look at Romans 12, 1 and 2. Y'all know these scriptures. Like, Pastor, he means preaching 12, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I, I heard that scripture so many times. So many times you said Romans 12, 1 and 2. Why don't you start doing it? Stop hearing me talk about it and do it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Pastor Chris, you don't even need to look at the scripture. I beseech you there for brethren by the mercy of God, present your body a living sacrifice. I hope, praise God, I know that scripture. You know, you, know, you know a lot of scriptures, but why are you going to start doing it? I'm not picking on you. I'm saying, well, how much time you spend the renewing? And then, you know, here's the thing. Well, uh, Pastor Chris, you know, and then I, they always think I'm pushing the app. I always say I'm pushing the app. This is why I push the app. Because I'm trying to renew your mind. You ain't going to renew your mind on your own. Someone's got to help you. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be what? Be not conformed, but be ye, and be not conformed to this world. Where do you think your body's at? In this world. Don't let this world come in. Be transformed by the renewing of the nous, the mind, that they may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Stop right there. So whether you're, this is so good, so simple. Check this out. You want to know how good you're going to know the will of God? You know how good you're going to know the acceptable will of God? You know how you're going to, to improve what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God? You want to know how good you're going to know God and his things? As well as you renewed your mind. But I'm a Christian. I go to church. Great. A lot of Christians go to church. Have you taken the word and applied it to your mind to renew it? Otherwise, you could be, a, you ever hear this terminology? A carnal Christian? What is a carnal Christian? It's a Christian who's not navigating by a renewed mind. He's navigating by body. He lives in his senses. He lives in his touch, taste, feel, smell. He lives in the natural. He doesn't think it's a big deal. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, allow the word of God to become a final authority. He doesn't allow, look, I'm not picking on those people. You got to give these people patience. Here's, here's what I'm going to show you. This is my new, um, kind of like where I'm at. I've seen a lot of people change their life in the last couple of years because we've been patient with them. Um, here's my, you want to say my pet peeve? I don't even, it's not even about me. It's about you and God. If I tell you something that God put in his word, and you didn't know it, and at least you try, I'm okay with you. Most people just don't know. I got long suffering. I got all day long. The people that are blatantly like, I know God said it, but I'm not going to do it, I'm still almost all right with you. But the people that are just like, I know God said it, I don't really care, and I'm definitely not doing it, and you can go fly a kite, those people I have no, 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 no sense for. Because literally that's dangerous for your life. I don't think you guys are, are sitting there blatantly going, I don't want to do it. I just think you don't understand the process of it, and you don't understand the value of it. And when you don't understand the value of something, you don't really apply it to your life. Renewing your mind is one of the most, I'm going to say this, and we could, we'll leave it at that. Be ye conformed not by the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing your mind. It is the number one priority of the Christian today. It should be. Because none of that Bible is going to come alive in your life until your soul's strong enough. This is really good. Your soul has to be strong enough to hold on to the word of God long enough to see it manifest. That's the story right there, man. It's strong. You know what I mean? Because you have to have a strong spirit. 
You know what I mean? Remember, I always use that scripture in Proverbs, a strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit who can bear. Okay? Now watch this. The degree to which a believer is soulishly connected depends on his understanding of the life of the spirit, including the principle of cooperating with God. Okay? How he acts, how he makes decisions are according to his soul life. So people's actions and people's decisions are just basically an open um, example of their soul life. Now that right there, man. So, so, oh, I'm worried all the time. You're revealing your soul. Oh, I'm scared and this and that. I'm, too, uh, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm brokenhearted. You're revealing your soul. Decisions, actions. All those voices of feelings arising, that stuff is revealing your soul. So you might be a little bit sensitive in the soul, and you might have to build some safeguards not to be so soul sensitive, because how many you know, if you're walking with the Word of God, some of this, some of this stuff, um, let's just say this, the activities of your natural life in many ways is the extent of your being explaining and revealing your soul. Well, they're out partying like a bunch of wackadoos doing all this crazy stuff. You're just revealing your soul. Some can live entirely in the world and not even have an iota of living in this holy life. You want to know why? Because they don't have a renewed soul. You understand this? You have to take the word of God and renew your soul by it. Amen? I'm going to tell you right now. Woo! Check this out. Go, go to Hebrews 4 and 12 and the Amplified. Here's the problem. Why are they carnal? Messed up soul. Why are they emotional? Messed up soul. Why are they too unsent? Messed up soul. Why do you become carnal? Messed up soul. Soul has not, because look at the word of God settles everything. See? Why, why do you got to tell some people the same stuff over and over and over? Because they rejected it in the arena of the soul. Their soul has refused to agree with what the Spirit of God has said. And because of it, instead of being acceptors, they become rejectors. And when you start becoming a rejector of truth, you got trouble on the horizon. Because the only thing that can help you and me is the Word of God. Amen? So look at this, Hebrews 4 and 12. For the Word of God, which he speaks, is alive and full of power making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating the divining line of the breath, see it, of life, soul, and the immortal spirit. Woo! And the joints and marrow and what? Of the deepest part of your nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thought and purpose of the heart. Ain't that good? Now, now watch this, right? Isn't that good? It's showing you, man. It's like, hey, this thing's revealed. Now look at James. Let's go to James because you got to understand this. The Bible gives us, now this is a big, so I'm going to stay on this point for a minute. James 1, 21. You're going to like, you've, you've seen these scriptures before. That's okay. Okay? Now it's big. So I'm going to show you something, man. This is good stuff. Okay? Lay apart filthiness and superfluity naughtiness and receive with meekness. Now, check this out, right? Receive with meekness the engrafted word. Now, where do you think you got to receive this? Your spirit already has the word of God. It's what's made you born again. 
So there's a seed transfer that has to go from the spirit to the soul. I never said that a day in my life. There is a seed transfer. The seed of God that was planted in your heart, that's why you got to speak the word of God so you plant it in your soul. You have to take this word that was sown in your spirit and you were born again of the word of God. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. That word is that, now let me explain something. That word is the word that you got born again on. Now let me explain. It's the Bible. You received that word and got the new birth experience. The Bible says that you were born not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed, which got you born again. Are you here? So in your spirit, that's what gave you spiritual life. Now you got to have a seed transfer. Oh, I never said that a day in my life. You got to now get the seed of the spirit speaking it and planting it in your soul and save your soul through the renewing of it. And the only way to renew this soul is with new seed because it's messed up. You understand that? Why is it messed up? It came through the fall. Your mind, your will, and your emotions came through the fall. It has not been touched nor affected by your new birth experience. Not at all. You understand that? So you got to take your spirit and train it to save it. Why? Because otherwise, it'll stay in a carnal operation all the while, even though you're spiritually perfected, it must be saved and renewed. So what happens is what? Now the power of that grafted word, what's it mean to be engrafted? It has the potential to come over and be ye metamorphosed. How are you going to metamorphose your spirit? With the word that's already been planted in your spirit. And that's why verbal confession affirmations are so important because you're speaking out of your spirit what God wants to see planted in your soul and in the heart is where the seed is planted. God's word goes right in your heart. Your word that you speak from God's word goes right in your heart. This is how you get faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You got to what? Mind, think different, will, move different, emotions, respond different. You see it? That's where you build your non-negotiables for transformation. Now, did you pull that in? So I got, everybody say this. So now, Here's the deal. I got to save my soul. You got to say that. I got to save my soul. I didn't know it was my responsibility. It is. It ain't saved. Now, do you understand that terminology? Yeah, you got to renew it. Why? Because the thing will stay carnal even though I've been given all these benefits. It's like having a bank account with a bunch of money in it and you don't know the numbers. You can't pull no withdrawal out of that. Now, this is, this is really good. Go to Hebrews 10, 38, and 39. King James is great. Okay? This is big. Big, 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 big. Okay? Because this is going to help you. Now the just shall live by faith. Right? Now I love this. Okay? Um, this is really slow. This is God speaking. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. That's God. He said, the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So God's talking about his soul. He said, look, he said, look, he said, I'm not, I'm not excited about that. Look at 1039, here you go. 3839, it's going to be good. I'll explain it. You already know it, but it's going to be good. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. 
See what I'm saying? Now watch this. But we are not of them who draw back. Right? He's explaining, right? He's kind of saying like God, God's, God's word, right? So let's just say the writer of Hebrews explains it like this. Hey, man, but of them, who are we? We don't go back to perdition. We don't go back to all this. But of them that which believe to the saving of the soul. So remember this, and this is really good because this is where you're going. Your, your soul has the power to believe. Man, you better pull that in. Your soul has the power to believe because in that place, even though it's mind, will, and emotions, it has the capacity to believe because the exception and rejection of man is in the soul. So your soul has the power to believe. That's the problem. See, the Spirit of God always believes and is always true. In the arena of the soul, that's where accept and reject is found. And if you keep, do what? Dis, if you walk in unbelief and disbelief and rejection in there, you can't get that seed over to form brand new stuff in you to operate different in the earth. So you got to remove rejection out of the arena of the soul. Well, how's he going to do it? Stop with this stupid reason. Reason's the reason why you're destroying your life. How's he going to do it? Who knows? Who cares? I don't feel it. Who cares? Stop looking at these soulish responses to tell me whether the word of God's working, and then you wind up undoing it with your life. You understand that? Write this down. I have to develop a strong soul. Okay? You understand that? I got to develop a strong soul. Proverbs 18.8. Here's the problem, right? Some of you better, you got to start watching your mouth. Your mouth is messing up your soul. Look at Proverbs 18.8. This is good stuff. I, you're so, why a lot of, people got a lot of problems is because they're soul wounded. The wounds of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down deep into the innermost parts of the belly. Ain't that good? The, the words of a talebearer are what? Are as wounds, and they go down deep in the innermost parts of the belly, right? Now, let me explain something, right? Translation, listen to this. The words of a gossiper merely, I got this translation. The words of a gossiper merely reveal the wounds of his own soul, and his slander penetrates into the innermost being. TPT, baby. Woo, you better pull that up. Right? Angie's a step ahead. Come on now. The words of a gossip merely reveal the wounds of his own soul. So people telling on themselves when they're talking about people. Right? And his slander penetrates into the innermost being. So now what am I trying to tell you? Your soul's wounded. So now you're either wounded by, you're revealing your wounds of your soul by what you're talking about sometimes or who you're talking about. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, well, you know, they're talking about. That's funny. That's a good one right now because somebody just asked me this. Right? Who are they talking about me? they just showing you they're wounded. Their soul's jacked up. But now some of you got soul wounds. You created them and you're revealing them with your mouth, some of you, or some of you are taking them and eating stuff, and it's jacking up your innermost being. And it's gossip, and it's stupid lies, and it's garbage. Stop pulling these things in your soul. They're going to destroy you in the arena of life, in your renewing process. Cut it out. So stop listening to all this nonsense. So number one, 
Keep, don't be bringing this stuff up with your mouth. And number two, don't you swallow it and eat it and make it part of your life because it has nothing to do with you. Because your soul gets wounded, and once your soul gets wounded, you too, you ain't strong. Every time, write this down, this is good. Every time your soul gets wounded, it loses its strength. Come on. And then they can't be strong to take the seed. See, that's why I got to protect my soul. He said this. He said, guard your heart for out of it the issues of life flow. Why are you not guarding your heart? It's where your soul is in your spirit. Some of you are like an open bullseye for morons to speak stupid nonsense in your life and allow you to be affected by it. What, is, what are we doing? Guard your heart. Pastor Chris, did you say people are being morons? Yes. People are speaking evil, and you're not guarding your heart, and your heart's wide open. You're like, oh, go ahead. Just knock that thing around. And now you don't have the physical, spiritual strength to hold on when truth's being preached to you because you're so wounded. Don't let this stuff in, man. Build a strong mind, a strong will, a strong emotions. That's why God told you. He said, I didn't give you no spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Come on. I mean, love, power, and a sound mind. Because fear only can manifest in the soul. All these things manifest. Fear is only, man, fear, lack, unbelief, stress, trauma, drama, all that stuff. It only lives in your soul, man. When your spirit's strong, you, stuff bounces off of you like two magnets trying to go together in the opposite direction. They don't stick, man. You keep trying to hold them, they bounce. Do you see what I'm saying? Are you pulling this in? Where, where, okay, you think your spirit gets afraid? This, where the Holy Spirit lives. You think you over there in that one part of man, you think God's afraid of anything? Nope. You think God's worrying about anything? Nope. So let's just say spirit, let's just look at this. This is going to help people. Spirit, soul, body. When, you, when fear shows up, you think it shows up in the spirit side? No, it shows up in the soul. When you got scared and worried and anxious, hurt, you think hurt shows up in the spirit side? No, it shows up in the soul side, guys. My mind, my will, and emotions. You think worry? You think unbelief? Could God not believe? Come on, man. No. It's not in the spirit. You got soul problems. That's the only problem you got. Worry, fear, fret, anxiety, messed up thinking, depression, depression, oppression, demonic. Soul, man. In your mind, in your will, and in your emotions. It's hammering you to try to get you to what? Forfeit seed. You see this? So what do you got? So what happens if your soul's wounded? Oh, okay. How strong are you going to be for tomorrow? You ain't be strong. And then I come and try to preach you up. Oh, God, you're going to do great things. Like, great things? I can't even get up and out of bed, man, great things. I'm walking around like a zombie for crying out loud, and you go talk about great things, Pastor Chris? No, don't let this stuff in your soul. Don't let it wound your soul so you cannot be strong in the soul. And what? And connect to your spirit and transform your life. That's why the enemy comes at that arena. Everyone he ever attacked throughout the whole Bible was reason. Came with reason. Try to get you to reason your way out of God's blessing. Try to get you to reason your way out of God. Your, your soul, your soul is the connection which power flows. Your soul is a container for God's power. That power can be hindered if you're not. So it's like this. You ever like, um, you ever like, you ever like open a valve only so much, you know, and only so much comes out. And then when you open that valve way open, man, it goes flying out. You know what I'm saying? You ever do that? 
Like, you know, the other day we were playing with that hose, you know, we, and I put the full, and I go, where's the water? And I had to walk around and say, oh, it's probably got a kink in it. And I, I let one kink out, got a little better, but there was another kink. I got another kink out, got a little better. Next thing you know what? There's, I was like, what's wrong with it? Man, there was another kink over there. Man, I got all those kinks out, full throttle. That's you. Your soul, if your soul gets blocked, you, you kinking up the line. Power can't flow. Provision can't flow. You're broken your soul. Even as your soul prospers, you sick in your soul. You better hear me. You're oppressed in your soul. Your broken mentality is in your soul. Your nobody can love you is in your soul. You're never going to amount to nothing is in your soul. You can't do that is in your soul. You, you got to renew your mind. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on. He made me the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm rich. I'm powerful because I got God in me. You got to renew this soul. Well, my soul tells me who I am. Your soul is goofy. Renew it. Right? I'm telling you, the soul must be submitted because the fall of man has empowered free will. That's why you need to surrender it. I'm going to say that again and again and again. The soul must be submitted because the fall of man has empowered free will. That's why you need to surrender it. It's, it number one, it, 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 it's strong. Number two, it's got to be trained. And number three, you got to make sure it's healed. Don't mess it up. You know what I mean by that? The soul's got to be submitted. You got free will, and that's the messed up mankind. I'm telling you, man, free will is a mess because we just should have been obedient. And we got this free will nonsense, and you can choose to do this or not do it. Does that make sense? You're like, well, I don't know if I want to do it, Pastor Chris. And then if you don't see the benefit of something, you ain't going to do it. If you don't see the value in doing something, you ain't going to do it. If this is going in one ear and out the other, you're like, well, I don't think it's that important. Well, that's why you don't know what you're talking about. It is important. It's the difference of your life transforming or not. And if you don't take the time to renew your mind, and how do I renew my mind? With the word of God. So every time a wrong answer arises from within, you got to answer it with the right answer. That's going to take a little bit of work for a minute. And you can't be, well, it's just going to happen because I'm in the building. No, it's not. It's going to happen because you, will, you choose to renew your mind. Amen? That was at Romans, right? Be not conformed, but be ye transformed. So your soul's got to be strong, your soul's got to be trained, and your soul can't be wounded. Well, I got soul hurts. You, you better get over them. I'm telling you. Did you get that? I'm going to stay right there. We're going to finish on this. I got soul hurts. You, what do you mean? You can't allow soul hurts to stay. You got to get rid of them. Well, Pastor Chris, you don't know what people did. Yeah, I know people are goofy. They're on assignment to be doing this stuff. So your soul gets so hurt, you quit. Don't allow your mind. Now think about this. Three-part man, right? Spirit, soul, body. Three-part soul. Mind, will, and emotions. So where's your mind? If your mind ain't in the word of God, your mind's carnal. A carnal-minded man cannot what? Please God. So you got to get in the word or in the flesh. Get out of the flesh, get in the word. So, what's the, so now you got to start looking at every circumstance. What does the word of God say about my circumstance? You got to be, this is how you force yourself to be word people. I don't want to go. 
I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch this thing even on the internet tomorrow. I'm don't, I'm not doing it. Well, good until you conform your will, you ain't going to go nowhere in life. I don't want to go to church. Good job, genius. That's not look, I'm not being rude, man. Look, I don't I don't want to go. I don't want to pray. I don't want to read. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Who, who's telling you that? Why, this is why I've been training you guys with the thing where we're pushing the app, the 21 days, we're getting ready to finish the fast. Why do you think I'm pushing you with this stuff? You don't want to do none of it. Your will doesn't want to do jack. So, see what I'm saying? So what am I, what's my mind saying about my situation? What's my will and how, oh God, the emotions? I don't feel like doing it. I'm hurt. Look, man, stop. Let me, t- let me tell you something right now. I'm hurt. I said something so powerful a couple weeks ago. I told, I told, I said, man, I forgave you before you did it. That should become a motto of your life. Because some of you say, I've been hurt for three years. Three years? How much stupid time are you wasting on stupid stuff? And you better look at me, and I said it, and I'm not taking it back. You've been sitting here for years living with hurt? Man, you better cut it out. Jesus took your hurt on him. What in the world? What are you doing? Look, I understand this life ain't fair and people are mean and people are evil. And let me tell you right now, I got some people I'm coaching right now. They, they, they walk through some evil stuff. I'm not telling you this stuff is right, but I can't afford to hang on to it because it messes my soul up and I'm going to stay wounded. And when God's trying to put new seed in me to change my future because I'm holding on to old wounds, I cannot transform nothing besides being a product of the past. This is it, man. There ain't nothing more important than this message I'm preaching to you today. A month from now, we're going to talk about love. Love don't work with a broken soul. Three months from now, I'm going to be talking about the peace of God. Peace don't work with a broken soul. Five months, renew your mind. Ain't going to work with a broken soul. And you'll reject it. I'm not going to put the time in renew my mind. I don't think it's going to work. Your broken soul has rejected so much stuff for the word of God. Because God's like, hey, I'm trying to get it over to you, man. But every time I bring it, you rejected it. You got that one friend. You know that one friend you try to share God's stuff with? And they're like, no, no. They don't care how you, no, no. They're rejectors. Everybody knows a rejector. Come on, man. Don't allow your soul to get so loud. Now, this is why I fasted. Now, this is why. What? Patrick, why'd you make me fast? Get your soul to shut up. Boy, that joker was screaming, wasn't it? Give me what I want. You said, no, you ain't going to get what you want. Give me what I need. You don't need it that bad. Be quiet. And now your soul got so loud, but now because you subjected it a little bit, didn't give it what it wants all the time, you're getting strong in your spirit, man. You're picking, why? Praying in tongues. Why does this guy want me praying in tongues? So my spirit, man, gets so strong that it, what? It conforms my mind. Shut up, mind. You ain't alive. Paul said, I beat my body. Remember that scripture in 1 Corinthians? But come on, man. He said, what? I got tough with it, rough with it, made it do. See what I'm saying? This is not a journey of conformity. It's a journey of transformation. So I'm going to leave you with this. What condition, this is your homework assignment from now to tomorrow. What condition is your soul in? Where's your mind? What's your mind condition? What's your mental perception of things that I'm talking about? What is your what is your what is your will? 
What is your will? How conformed is your will, meaning this, into the transformation process? Am I willing to go after God? Am I willing to press this? Am I willing to make this the best year of my life? How about my emotions? Where are your emotions at? I'm an emotional basket case, Pastor. Okay, it's okay. I understand that, but why? Why did you get so emotional and wounded? You didn't realize it was your job to protect your heart? Guys, when I said that scripture, I hope you caught what I said. He said, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. The Zoe, God kind of life, comes flowing through your spirit. If you don't guard it, soul wounds, soul hurts, soul breakdowns will stop you from believing the future that God has for you. Where are you at? And what are you willing to exchange for God and with God to see your greater future? Meaning this, are you willing to go after? Are you willing to tell your mind you're not allowed to think like that no more? Are you willing to tell your emotions you're not allowed to feel like that no more? And are you willing to tell your will you don't get to do what you want to do anymore? That's when your life starts changing. Because I'm not allowed. See, here's the thing. I think um, this is easy for me because I've trained myself here. I'm not allowed to think my own thoughts. I don't allow myself. I'm not allowed to think my own thoughts. I've trained myself. I'm not saying I mastered it, but I'm getting better at it. I don't allow myself to think my own thoughts. I don't think what he tells me to think. I don't allow my will to get its own way, try to conform it as much as possible. And I don't, I don't let my emotions, my emotions, my mind, will, and my emotions have no free will to navigate on their own. They are taught what to do. Proverbs says this, a smart man or a wise man who his heart will teach his mouth what to say. And I'm gonna say it like this. A wise man will teach his mouth what to say, his mind, what to think, his emotions, what to feel, and his will, where it can go. You have to start grabbing it back and saying, it's your time of transformation. Come on, somebody. We're getting ready to have the next three days, right? We're going to step, we got tonight, Wednesday, we got Thursday, right? We're, we're on this thing tomorrow night. I'm coming back 7 o'clock like this, online, only online, right? And then we're going to get a little break. Friday, I'm going to leave you alone. Saturday, boom, Sunday, we come in here full throttle with the gift to give God our first fruit and our spiritual life to be transformed forever. And we're going to hit that, we're going to hit that brand new level of success across the board. And people have been asking me, can I sow my first fruit? Can I sow? You could sow your first fruit right now. I don't care about all that. Put down there first fruit. I understand. Some of the people felt compelled. Somebody asked me. I'm okay with that. But here's what I want you to know. Your life is getting ready to transform because you're taking control of it with the principles that God has given you to see change in your life. Amen? Come on, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person that's here that can hear my voice and understands that they're willing to go for this. Father, I thank you that this is going to be the greatest season of their life. They're going to transform their mind, their will, and emotions, and they're going to have an open valve of what the Spirit of God has deposited in them into their soulish realm to manifest in their body. I thank you that this next season is going to be their best season. They're not going to have any apprehension or hindrance of the mind, the will, and the emotions, but they're going to have a free-flowing soulish nature, a free-flowing spirit nature, and a free-flowing availability of God's greater blessing to touch and transform their life forever. Father, I thank you, and I pray for them right now. And if you're out there and you say, man, Pastor Chris, that's me. I need this change in my life. I want it so bad. Just say this with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for helping me transform my life. Thank you for giving me the keys, the tools, the revelation, and the strength 
to transform my today to see a better tomorrow. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said amen. Praise the Lord, guys. Don't forget, thank you so much for watching and sharing. If you watched and you didn't share, share it right now. Get it out there. I'm coming back to you tomorrow night, 7 p.m., a special service talking about how do I break the barrier of my soul and see transformation in my life like never before. I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you, and we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.